0: This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast.
1: Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. Always glad to have you, and if we have had you since the beginning of this podcast many months ago, you'll recall that a favorite pet topic of ours always is sports media, specifically uh, live sports television, ratings decline both for sports and for sports-related talk programs. Yes, I'm talking about ESPN, always a hot topic in this world, something that people feel strongly about. I think that has especially been true in the last two years as there has been this narrative of ESPN's politics, whether fair or unfair originally. It has definitely become a thing, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Even people who don't necessarily listen and follow as closely as we do all of the inside baseball of sports media i think even those people who follow it casually or just watch television are aware of this espn political narrative they're aware that espn has lost subscribers but as i've written uh, espn losing subscribers i believe is due to a confluence of a lot of factors the biggest of which is just cord cutting in general And the proliferation of highlights and clips online to the point where the average young sports fan doesn't feel the need to watch ESPN or pay to subscribe to it anymore. I really believe that's true. Uh, In the old days, maybe. And you can define the old days however you want. In the old days, you would sit down on your couch and have what TV executives call a layback experience. You would just watch SportsCenter for an hour, and that's how you'd get your sports highlights. Now it doesn't work that way. You probably get it on Twitter or Facebook, or if you have a favorite news homepage, even if you're someone who doesn't use social media and isn't sitting on Twitter all day like I am, you might have a sports homepage. I hope it's Yahoo and Yahoo Sports. Maybe it's ESPN.com. Maybe it's Deadspin. But you likely have a website where you get the highlights and scores of your team. And by nighttime, when you get home, you have seen those highlights or results. Uh, Or you've watched the games itself, so you don't need to watch SportsCenter. That being said, SportsCenter, of course, is still an institution. Uh, For many people, it's synonymous with ESPN, the brand. In fact, SportsCenter as a show is as old as ESPN, the company. It dates to 1979. And I recently had the opportunity to visit Bristol, Connecticut, where ESPN is headquartered. I've been there a few times. This was for a feature story that is now up at YahooFinance.com. You can find it easily. Behind the scenes of SportsCenter's new era at ESPN. It is a new era. The company, of course, still has lots of traditional SportsCenter time slots where the show looks generally like what it has always looked like. But it is also doing a lot of digital experimentation. There are now four different SportsCenter formats launched in the last nine months that are not on linear cable. Uh, Three of them are digital only. They're exclusive to the social platform they live on. And then one of them is a sort of short-form update that was launched uh, at the end of last year. And it plays as sort of an interstitial. That is, if you're watching First Take on ESPN or if you're listening to ESPN Radio, when they go to an ad break sometimes, in the middle of the ad break, this will play. It's called a SportsCenter Right Now update.
2: I'm Tonietta Collins with you. This is SportsCenter right now. First take a look with you in just a minute, but first let's talk some college football. Week one games that you can't miss. Ohio State is a top-ranked team in ESPN's Football Power Index. They'll kick off their season on Thursday against Rutgers. And Alabama and Florida State are both ranked in the top five of the AP poll. Our Marty Smith is in Tuscaloosa. Marty, what's the X factor for the Tide?
1: So obviously, hearing that, you can understand what that's like. I mean, it's nothing that revolutionary. It's sort of a breaking news interruption. Uh, And updates like that have been running on ESPN Radio for years, but not on TV in the middle of shows. And by the way, they also play those on ABC, when ABC is broadcasting a primetime NBA game. In the middle of the game, they'll do a SportsCenter Right Now update. So in addition to the Right Now updates... As I said, three more SportsCenter-type formats now that are digital only. One is SportsCenter on Snapchat. They do it twice a day, uh, 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. They are hosted by a rotating cast of young millennial hosts, mostly. Uh, They are young and diverse. They are people like Katie Nolan, recently hired to ESPN from Fox Sports. Uh, Mike Golick Jr., yes, the son of Mike Golick, the radio host. And um, Andrew Hawkins, who played in the NFL. Cy Amundsen, who is a comedian. So these people pop on there. And if you don't have Snapchat or if you have Snapchat but haven't watched SportsCenter on Snap, it's like a five- to seven-minute show, uh, I think, aimed at humor. Quick little punchlines and highlights. Uh, And it's doing well. ESPN says that uh, the audience is way up and that 75% of the audience are under 25 years of age. That is a young audience. It's the type of audience that TV networks want to reach now. So there's SportsCenter on Snapchat. Another one is SportsCenter launched a special Twitter-only format uh, just recently. And I think maybe some people, when they heard that was coming... Expected it to be a show, kind of like SportsCenter on Snap, but on Twitter. But instead, they are Twitter moments. So if you lo- use Twitter a lot, you know about Twitter moments. They are collections of tweets all on a certain topic. So now SportsCenter has created this um, series. It's once daily, sometimes it might be twice daily, they say, and it's called SC Live on Twitter. So it looks just like any other Twitter moment, but all the tweets are curated by ESPN. Uh, It might include a two-minute video of Stephen A. Smith talking about the game. It might include a bunch of tweets from ESPN hosts and personalities, and it might include a bunch of GIFs. So I think the format works well for something like the NBA Finals. Other times, on other days, it might not work as well. And then finally, the newest digital format of SportsCenter, and this is kind of the main focus of the story I just did that I mentioned, is a sports center show that is only for the ESPN app. That is the main free ESPN mobile app. It has 15.7 million users. Now, not to be confused, but recently ESPN also launched its first ever premium streaming product. That costs money. It's $4.99 a month. But interestingly, there isn't a separate app for that. So if you subscribe to that, which is called ESPN+, you access it within the existing free ESPN app. So, anyway, this is a sports center that goes up first thing in the morning. The host, Scott Van Pelt, who, of course, is very known to viewers, has a huge following online, and his Midnight Sports Center slot is the highest rated sports center nowadays. And in fact, it was way up in the month of May, thanks to covering the NBA playoffs. Uh, Scott has the benefit of his show airing right after the games have ended, so he's able to tell you about results of games that have just happened. Uh, that is the best rated sports center, and so. This launched a week ago, as you listen to this episode, this sports center for the ESPN app. And it's very short form. It's like two and a half minutes. And as I understand it, Scott just turns and shoots it right after he finishes his cable show at midnight. So this thing is filming at like 1.30 in the morning, and it's there on the free ESPN app starting at 7 a.m. So all of this is interesting to me because it's sort of ESPN, you might say, finally, at last. Some people would say they were late to the game. Realizing that you know they're not going to kill the existing Sports Center. There's a lot of people still watch those primetime Sports Center slots on traditional television. But they have to also expand the brand online. They have to bring it to young people. They have to bring it to people who might never sit down and watch Sports Center on TV for an hour. Uh, as I think of it, ESPN has to try to bring those people into the Sports Center wheelhouse. Bring them under the Sports Center umbrella in some way that doesn't happen on a traditional TV box. So they're doing that. Uh, As I phrase it in my story, it is SportsCenter for the smartphone era. So for this story, I had the opportunity to interview a bunch of ESPN people, including executives like Norby Williamson, who is head of studio shows at ESPN, Ryan Spoon, who is head of social at ESPN, Scott Van Pelt himself, and Victoria Arlen, who is a young person, as I mentioned, who is in that rotation of hosts, for SportsCenter on Snap, and for the SportsCenter Right Now updates. Uh, While I was there at Bristol, I watched them shoot an episode of SC for Snap. I watched them shoot a SportsCenter Right Now update with Victoria Arlen. Uh, And I spoke to Scott Van Pelt right after sitting in on the planning meeting for his midnight show. So all of that was interesting and instructive. Uh, Of course, as you know, if you are steeped in this stuff, you mention ESPN these days, you mention SportsCenter, all you have to do is mention it, and a lot of the responses on social media and the reader comments are just about the politics and people screaming, I'll never watch ESPN again, they, they're liberal, uh, and it's interesting. I, I did ask the people at ESPN about that, and uh, we'll get into what they said, but I think a good place to start is to play for you a clip of my interview with Scott Van Pelt uh, just talking about as someone who has hosted SportsCenter for a while now, uh, and actually as the only person, the only host, who right now, at least for now, is committed to hosting a daily cable show as well as one of these digital-only shows. I asked him what that signals in terms of a change, in terms of SportsCenter's new identity. So let's listen to just a, a little piece of it. You know, there are people who, when they think SportsCenter now, they don't think of two guys behind a desk anymore. Mm-mm. They might just think of the Instagram account. Sure. Or they might think of Twitter. Or, so, uh, so I guess I'd start by asking you that. I mean, sort of when you think of your role in all of this, when you think of what people associate with SportsCenter, what do you want the brand association to be? And how do you think it's changed in, in the last decade? Maybe it hasn't. Dan, be- Dan, Dan and
2: Keith are always the thing that get brought up is like, that's SportsCenter. And I wouldn't argue. Um, that's when it, be, it went from being one thing to being something more. But what, what Dan and Keith could not do tonight is that sports center. Because if you came on and did two, two shot to a one shot to tease the highlights of the Yankees and the Astros as if everyone watching you didn't already know, would, it, would be, it would be mocked. And then, if you did three minutes of highlights followed by a 40 second score panel telling me that, that um, you know, Gaddis went two for three, well, you're like, well, no shit. I mean, I have it on my phone, you know? So, as great as what they did was for then, obviously in 2018, the, the, that, that, the need for that the market for that does not exist Mm. and so our charge is to figure out whether it's the approach that our show has um, or to try to take something and then condense it into a a small little you know digestible moment in, in app form is to try to feed you something you didn't already know or to try to present it in a way where it's clever enough or interesting enough where we can tell you something you already know but you're still down for the, for the relay of that message to you, right? Um, I guess all I'm really saying is just, like, to, at the upfronts, I, I meant what I said, like to me, SportsCenter remains the ultimate magnifier of stories. I really believe that and I live it when we tell a story, like, I actually, I mean, I never dreamt I'd do this. I'm standing on the stage in New York City talking about New Mexico State's football team <laughs> and the, the, the metaphor is just, they made a bowl game and we made a big deal about it because it was really cool. And like all of Las Cruces, the entire athletic department, they are freaking out because they're on SportsCenter. And that's, that's really instructive, and it's important for people here, the rank and file people to rem- remember that it still matters to be on SportsCenter. Now, if you're Golden State or Cleveland, you don't need us to elevate you, but this the brand of SportsCenter still is an elevator and a magnifier of stories the, the the stories that wouldn't be known by the masses that bring them to the masses and when it that happens it it matters in a huge way to people and I I never lose sight of that so the how different is it it's it's as different as it possibly could be it's it's not it isn't necessary and yet we still try to create a show and content that we believe is necessary if you're a fan of sports because it's still it's still coming from here. It, it's we're saying these are the things that we think are interesting, interesting, and they matter, and um, we're trying to trying to make you smarter. The whole bit. I mean, none of that's changed, but it's harder to make people smarter when they've got access to everything, um, you know, without having to come to us or to come to any any place. I mean, that's that's whether it's whether it's newspapers or news stations or whatever. Like that's the that's the. The challenge every single one of us face in 2018. You too. Yeah. All of us. Well, go back and watch an old Sports Center. Every the, the formulaic model is is the same. It's hi hello two shot, anchor looks down at papers, looks yeah. up at one shot. What would happen tonight? It, the it, it, the the on purpose of the on camera was to tease a result that wasn't known, for a seven o'clock game right. on a show that's on at eleven o'clock. Well, try that in 2018. So I just come on and say. Hey, you know, Yankees beat be Houston tonight. Here's how. I mean, I'm dealing with the fact that the result, I presume, is known. But what we're going to show you, or, and if we're going to have a guest on or a J-Mac, um, Jason McCallum, our researcher who's great, you know, we're going to come up with something uh, about about the result that you maybe you'd, right, you you'd probably – I wouldn't expect you to know. You, it's not your job to dig up these things that we can help kind of frame what matters or what's interesting or something we found funny or amusing. I mean, that's 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 where the show – uh, and I think we, we've been we've been able to differentiate ourselves with things that f- we find interesting and kind of goofy in these franchise elements mm. that are, um, they they are the again and those are those are those live online as well. You know, somebody you know some fan catches a ball in a beer and I mean it's just like here's an in the stands segment, um, but y- you can't you can't uh, produce a show that is based on using Twitter as your your program guide, because the biggest mistake that we make in our business is presuming that the world lives there. The world does not live there.
1: Okay, that was interesting, uh, certainly illuminating. You know, some of what Scott said there, and I appreciated his candor, is not surprising. You know, of course, in 2018, hosting SportsCenter is a completely different kind of thing than it was 20 years ago. Uh, You know, he's right to mention uh, Dan and Keith. And, of course, if those names aren't known to you just from the first name, he's talking about Dan Patrick, who's now with NBC, and Keith Olbermann, who actually has now returned to ESPN. After a 21-year absence, he's going to be hosting SportsCenter again. Uh, I didn't focus too much on that in my story. My story is focused on the digital-only future of SportsCenter. But he's right to name people like that. I also think that when people hear SportsCenter and they think of the name SportsCenter, they still think of people like Stu Scott. Uh, they might think of John Anderson and John Gross, who both still host. But uh, yeah, it has totally changed. I mean, you have to cater to people who probably already know what happened in the games, but you also need to give them a reason to watch. Uh, I think in general, people just really like Scott's delivery. That's why his Midnight Sports Center rates so well and so much better than all the others. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. At the end there, he was getting into Twitter and sort of trying not to plan a show around that and, and make your decisions based on that. But at the same time, you can't ignore that, right? I mean, you have to sort of be monitoring response. And anyone who monitors conversations about ESPN on social media in the last year has seen all the chatter, which is politics, politics, politics. It's just, it's been really loud, all that noise. Um, and, you know, I think that the challenge ESPN has is trying to escape that. A lot of people think that by bringing Keith Olbermann back they've shot themselves in the foot because he has spent the last few years being totally political and especially being virulently anti-Trump. He wrote a book, an anti-Trump book, but supposedly he will sort of stop tweeting about politics and he's going to really focus on sports again. But anyway, you know, another part of this that I think they're grappling with, right, is uh, just how much personality do they want, you know? And as they launch these different digital things, I think there's a lot of personality, there's a lot of humor But it depends what you really mean when you say personality, right? Uh, Now, I asked Scott about that. I'll I'll play that for you in a minute. But first, another interesting part of this to me, when we talk about SportsCenter going digital, when we talk about trying to revamp SportsCenter for the millennial digital smartphone age, it's interesting because that doesn't mean killing the show, obviously. And you almost risk talking too much about the next generation when you talk about all these changes because you have to remember that for all of the noise about – Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, there are still a lot of people of a certain age who do watch television on cable and sit there, and they're not cord cutters, and they're not going to cut the cord anytime soon in their lifetime, and they might watch SportsCenter the show. So ESPN is in this position, as is anyone in sports media. Uh, You know, as, as Scott said himself, he said to me, you too, all of us have to deal with this, and that's correct. We have to deal with it at Yahoo. Everyone has to deal with it. But the idea of trying to balance the new with what people know uh, you can't just kill the traditional format of SportsCenter, but you also have to be trying to revolutionize it and, and, and innovate. Uh, and along those lines, I thought something Victoria Arlen said to me was interesting. Uh, she is the youngest person who is in the SportsCenter host rotation. She's 23. Uh, she also is sort of a, a little mini-celebrity. Um, she has a really inspiring, interesting story. She was a Paralympian, and she couldn't use her legs for years. She was also in a coma for a long time. And then more recently, she regained control of her legs, and she ended up uh, competing on, on the, the ABC show Dancing with the Stars. So a lot of people who don't care about sports and don't watch sports Center they know who Victoria Arlen is. But listen to what she said to me about what sports Center means to her.
0: Sports Center has a very close place in my heart because when I originally came here, about four years ago now, I, um, I was brought on the tour and I got to watch a live taping of sports center in the old studio and I was hooked. That was my aha moment. So whenever I get to do anything involved, whether it's Snapchat or the sports center right now, or the show, it's, it's just all awesome for me. It's, it's, I'm such a kind of a sponge in learning, but this, I really love the sports center right now because you're, you're, you're on, you're putting it all into a very kind of um, condensed, condensed version of what's going on, what's relevant, what do you need to know, and for for me, that's how I've really gotten my reps. That's how I got into the more hosting role. Is is when we'd had updates, which is very similar to SportsCenter right now, which I still have a habit of saying updates. And so I, re- it's really cool because you have th- periodically throughout the day, you're filming and putting together snippets, kind of for on the fly, on the go, which. Nowadays, with even how SportsCenter and Snapchat is doing so well, and 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 Twitter is, it's quick. It's it's to the it's here it, it all is, and and um so that's kind of my my perspective on it. But I'm I love watching SportsCenter. I love you know being a part of it. My dream is to to definitely you know be on the big show one day. I've been a guest and and been involved for for quite some time, but uh, it's it, that's it's that's the. You know, that is the OG. That is what what still continues to drive all of us.
1: OK, so that was Victoria Arlen. And the interesting part of what she said to me is when she said, my goal is still to be on the big show. So for all of this new experimentation that ESPN is doing, even the young people who are hosting these things think of the big show as the traditional two people behind a desk anchoring SportsCenter. She says that is what continues to drive all of us. I mean, that's really interesting to me because, you know, it's like she's doing these SportsCenter Right Now updates. That's her hosting something that is on national television. So she's in the mix, but she still talks about going to the big show. Uh, She calls it the OG. So, again, there's that push and pull between, yes, we're trying all these new things, but no one is trying to say that SC on Snap Replaces or is more interesting or exciting than traditional sports center on a primetime slot on cable. Uh, as I mentioned, we are going to get into some of the political stuff. I, I talked to Scott Van Pelt about that and talked about personality driven sports center. But first, we're going to take a short break. So stick with us. We'll be back with more from that Scott Van Pelt interview. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. So to get right into it again, as I mentioned, I was talking to Scott Van Pelt. I mentioned earlier in the episode that uh, my interest in SportsCenter and ESPN and parent company Disney is the business angle. Declining ratings, trying to innovate on digital, trying to uh, maintain SportsCenter as the number one kind of sports brand, which it is still. But again, as we know, ESPN, the cable channel, keeps losing subscribers uh, and as I always say, whenever I say that, I follow it by saying that I think that's a problem afflicting all live televised sports. It's not just an ESPN thing. But uh, in all of that mix, there is the political narrative. There is the noise that ESPN went liberal, whether you agree with that or not. Uh, it is noise that eventually ESPN just could not ignore anymore. And now most of the executives, you know, when I interview them on the record, they're willing to answer those questions and talk about it. They no longer try to deny it and say, oh, that, that's a made-up thing. There isn't a political leaning at ESPN uh, and so a particular leading point in all of that news coverage was the Jamel Hill and Michael Smith hosted SportsCenter at 6 p.m. Uh, they took those two who had a talk show together called His and Hers, very successful, good dynamic, and they put them in as 6 p.m. Sports Center hosts and they called it The Six. Uh, it was an experiment. It didn't do very well. The ratings were not good. And in the end, it... Uh, Fizzled out. It began, uh, you know, it was the beginning of the end when Jamel Hill left the show, and she's still now with ESPN working at The Undefeated, the website. And then Michael Smith, for a little bit, was hosting at 6 p.m. alone, and then in March, he stopped, and so now they have other people hosting the 6 p.m. Kevin Nagandi and some other rotating hosts. So it still remains to be seen what ESPN will do with that time slot. As I mentioned, it is the Scott Van Pelt midnight time slot that is the most successful. But the six was an experiment that is worth looking back at and trying to evaluate, uh, especially because one year ago, I interviewed the exec who was then in charge of SportsCenter, Rob King, and he kept using the phrase personality-driven programming. That was a positive thing that they were ESPN was saying, we want to do this. I would say now, a year later, they are getting away from personality-driven programming. The new head of SportsCenter is a guy named Norby Williamson, who's been at ESPN forever. And I think that... You know, the six was an experiment, and it's one that they're moving away from now. But I asked Scott Van Pelt, as a fellow SportsCenter host, to evaluate what happened there, uh, evaluate whether he thinks personality-driven is something ESPN wants to get away from. And I thought what he said was interesting about the advantages he has by hosting at midnight. Uh, take a listen. When I was talking to Rob King a year ago, he, he was using the term overtly, uh, personality-driven programming. Mm-hmm. and if certain, you know, stories are to be believed, maybe that's being de-emphasized, but it's sort of like, you know, obviously I always think, I mean the term was always you take it with a grain of salt because obviously any Sports Center episode is going to be heavily dictated by the personality of the host, fine. Sure. But then also it's, you know, it's, it's a balancing act with having Sports Center, which people still do think of traditionally as a news program, become too, you know, opinion-y, become mm-hmm. too like hot take. Even though now we've seen just evidence that people want at least a little more of that than they did in the past, Mm -hmm. you know, the success of first take, all that stuff. So when you look at sort of the experiment of say like the Six, you know, with Jamel and Michael, and taking what was what was very successful as a talk show, you know, his and hers, but then maybe dropping that into the context of SportsCenter, maybe that didn't work. And I guess I'm asking like, how cognizant do you try to be of? you're injecting your own view, you're, you know, you have obviously the segment everyone loves of your take, but then really the whole show, a little bit, is here's also Scott's take. Yep. But do you worry about airing too far in that direction, or do you just think, I'm just going to be myself and it's okay? I,
2: I, I trust me. I, I, I had, the benefit I had that, that Michael and Jamel did is that I, I was a Sports Center host for a long, long time, and I, I, I had that sort of template to, to rely on, and my show had the benefit of results where I am oh, yeah. I am a waiter. All you I am, have stuff to talk all about. All I'm doing is saying, here's... <laughs> I'm delivering it to you. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think about it, because we've found that people are interested in that. And when they came to me years ago with this idea... God, it's been almost three in the fall. Just nuts. How does that happen? Um, the, the charge, John Wildhack at the time, um, who obviously now is up at Syracuse as their athletic director, but John's sort of charge to me was, look, like I'm telling you you don't have to stay in the in the lane in the middle and he's like now there's guardrails, so I don't want you to drive off the road but like i this is this is an hour where we want your opinion your radio show, which I loved doing and didn't want to leave necessarily, bring those elements to this bring commentary to this and so I was able to take a radio show where I learned how to share an opinion and to form one and to kind of present it with being a highlight guy and a and a news anchor, if you will, and take the two and mash them mm-hmm. together in a spot where I had the benefit of results. Like, I mean, to me, it was it was the perfect spot for me to do what I'm doing. I, I had that benefit. At six, it's been a challenge for whomever. Nothing has happened yet. Well, you gotta figure out I how, that too. how do you wanna fill that, that time
1: frame. So again, it's interesting to hear Scott kind of magnanimously say, well, look, I have the advantage of covering results but I also think that's true. It's not just a line. You know, at midnight, it kind of comes naturally. It's like, here are the games that just ended. Here's what happened. Whereas at 6 p.m., it's more of a preview. At 6 p.m., the games haven't happened yet, so what do you do? What do you talk about? Well, it probably naturally starts to feel more like a talk show. Uh, But a lot of people just, I think they have certain expectations of what SportsCenter means, and even though you can have opinions and commentary, as Scott says, people expect it generally to be a news program, and At the beginning, I think The Six was very heavy on pop culture stuff. Uh, I remember one day I tuned in and they were talking about, you know, what LeBron posted on Snapchat from his kid's birthday party. And it was sort of like, well, should he be giving this a lot of time in in a sports center show? But, you know, I also think that those two hosts had a great dynamic. So it is interesting. uh, You know, personality-driven, I think, isn't a a good phrase to use and never was because it implies to people hot takes. It implies Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith hosts First Take. That's a very successful show. But people watch First Take to get that. They know what they're going to get. And I don't think when they watch SportsCenter, they expect to get that Stephen A. Smith style. That is, you know, hot takes. Uh, Will Cain is another good example. Will Cain has a radio show at ESPN Radio. It, it consists of his opinions and his takes. And I think on Center, generally, people don't want that. Although you can put in a little bit of that. Scott Van Pelt at his Midnight Show has a recurring segment. Um, one big thing. And that's like a little slot for him to give a take, an opinion. And people enjoy that, but I think it's specifically because it's housed in that one segment. Uh, Anyway, all of this is really interesting. It's a topic I will likely return to and watch I would love to hear from you, the listeners. I want to know what you think. Do you still watch SportsCenter? If you don't watch it on TV, are you still aware of it as a brand? SportsCenter does a lot on Instagram and Twitter. You know, maybe in in five years when people think of SportsCenter, that's all they think about is a, a social media presence. Obviously, ESPN hopes not. But, uh, you know, let me know if you're watching. Let me know if you think ESPN has become too political or if you think that's a silly made-up narrative. And uh, if you will, head to YahooFinance.com and find my big story on this for more good quotes from Scott Van Pelt, from Victoria Arlen, and from some other folks at uh, the Worldwide Leader, as they call themselves. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Sportsbook Podcast. We are on all the different platforms. If you're listening to us right now, then you know that. And we come out on Thursday mornings. Goodbye.